Welcome to Market Connections Podcast, where we introduce you to the people, places, and resources that empower you to make better decisions about your finances. And now your host for Market Connections Podcast, Jessica Elgin. Hello, and welcome to Market Connections. Great day to be here. Christian Bond is with us today, and he is amazing. This guy, not only helps us and knows about the market and what's going on, he actually sells businesses, which is not something that's done by very many people. So welcome, Christian. Glad to have you. Happy to be here. So tell me, Christian, um, what got you into selling businesses? So I used to be in uh, behavioral health care. Oh, my. I made I somehow made a jump from behavioral health care <laughs> to, uh, to the finance world. I worked. Let me guess. Because people in the finance world are a lit need a little bit of guidance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I got it. Real. I got this. Oh man. Um, so anyway, I made this jump into the finance world because um, I was, you know, looking to make some more money. Right. Um, you know, change up my life a little bit, and I, you know, thought the fine the finance world was interesting. I became a financial advisor, and then oh, I started wow. looking at the other financial advisors I was working with and started listening to, you know, the pitches from all the different companies, the vendors that we work with. Right. And I started putting a few things together. One, a lot of the financial advisors looked like they had money, but they didn't really, because I, I would see their accounts and I'd be like, right. oh, they don't really have that much money. So maybe they just don't know how to do it, but they're, you know, they're just talking to people that have a lot of, you know, they're pretty much a salesman, financial advisor, right. just salesman. Um, and so. Well, that was kind of a wake up call for you, huh? Yeah. Since that's what you were doing. Yeah. I was like, well, maybe I, I can't get quite as far ahead as, I mean, there's plenty of financial advisors that do great, but I was, I was kind of just still looking around, seeing where I, where I'd be a good fit in the world. Right. And then I was on a road trip and I started listening to someone and they talked about Dan Pena. Have you, have you heard of him? I haven't. So they call him the trillion dollar man. He does, uh, he's a high performance coach. He, he helps people that want to, you know, really grow their, their wealth and also their, the way that they live their life being a high performer all the time. Right. And I, that, that was really intriguing to me. And I was like, okay, so how does this guy, what's, you know, what's his method for getting these people into making, you know, having, right. really increasing their wealth. And he was doing it through, um, acquisitions and mergers. Wow. So, so you see, you know, buying, buying and selling businesses. And so I was like, well, that sounds pretty interesting. And you know, I'm in the finance world, so I have a little bit of an idea how that works. Not near as much as what any financial advisor makes you think they know. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> At least you were honest with yourself about this, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute. You yeah. need to learn a little bit more. <laughs> I'd be sitting at these meetings and they'd have somebody talk to us. And I was like, I know nobody in here knows what this guy's talking I about. I love that. <laughs> and so, I mean, maybe some of them did, but. Um, anyway, so I was like, well, that sounds like a pretty interesting thing. So I started looking into a lot more and I started thinking about, you know, what would it be like to run multiple businesses? And I think I know myself well enough to where I'm like, I don't really care so much about owning them. Right. But the, the whole process is fascinating to me. So I'm just going to start off and start, you know, helping other people buy and sell their businesses, right. uh, you know, and, and then facilitating that deal earns you a little bit of of uh, yeah. income on the side. So we're in Absolutely. Kind of nice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, plus then you're exposed to what's available and what's out there. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. as an investor yourself, that's a huge opportunity, right? Yeah. You can learn a lot about a town by what's for sale. And mm, yeah. 
Yeah. You can really know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Not just what they're telling you on the, on the screen. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Well, that's, that is pretty amazing. So you were actually doing financial planning. Yeah. And then you moved into this. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's excellent. What a good background for that. What do you wish business owners knew before they sold a business? Um, the number one thing that I would say is that nobody, like somebody that's looking at buying a business, they do not want to buy your job. Right. Which we all think is for sale. Yeah. It would be so nice if you could just sell my job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't have to do it anymore, right? Yeah. Like, I'm thrilled with that. <laughs> so. Yeah. and if But if you're, you know, let's say you're a private equity firm, a, you know, a, an investment group that buys and sells businesses. Yeah. They don't have time to come in and and work your job. Plumbing, plumbing job or, or whatever it is. Oh, my gosh. So all those businesses out there where we have a a chiropractor, we have a plumber, we have a someone who is a technician, they really need to have in place other people before they sell their business. Is that correct? Well, if they want a good price for it. If they want a good price Be- or sell it to someone in the industry. Yeah. So, so th- those are your options. Is sell okay. to somebody in the industry. Um, I mean, if you just do a mental inventory of everyone that you know in the industry, how many of them are going to be able to shell out, you a know, million dollars, million dollars, right. two or three hundred thousand dollars, depending on how much you're making. Right. They're not going to be able to. Right. So if you want that big, like, investor money, you need to have something that they can just plug and play with. So um, that, that'd that be the number one one thing that I would say um, is That's, important. I bet that comes up a lot. Yeah. I, I, that would, it would seem like you probably get a lot of calls of, hey, I want to sell my business, but I really don't have a business. Yeah. And, and, yeah. <laughs> I really have a job. Yeah. I've got a <laughs> so. job that makes me a little bit of income. And, you know, let's, let's say you have a, a niche job with a niche credentials. Well, it's going to be really hard to find those three things, you know, someone that's interested, someone that's credentialed, and then has the capital to be able to make the investment. Right. So on the other side, it's, it's a little bit easier because you only have a small market that you're trying to get their attention and go, Hey, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah look hopefully, at me. hopefully a competitor wants to buy you, right? which, which is a great strategy, which is a great strategy. Yeah. It is absolutely. So when I first started, I actually had two of my competitors approach me when I got out of the business. Oh yeah. So yeah. And that, that was amazing. It's right? got to feel like, great, right? It does. It does. Right. Yeah. Especially when you know that they are viable and could do it. <laughs> that's, yeah. even, that's even better. <laughs> you know? yeah, for sure. They want it and they have money. <laughs> so this is great. Yeah. Well, okay. So if you're getting, if you're in business and you are thinking that in the next couple of years, maybe next two to five years, are there things that business owners can do to kind of prep for that? Absolutely. And that's, that's really when you should start looking, you know, if you're, okay. hope, if you're working your job and you're sick of it and you're like, ah, oh, I just want to sell it in the next six months, you're not going to get a very good deal. Okay. Um, but if you can set up your, your business so that you're a leader, right? Ra- you know, you're, you're managing the crew, you're guiding the ship, um, rather than, you know, being a day laborer, right? then, then you're going to have something really valuable to sell and then train up your crew. Like people who doesn't want a promotion, right? Absolutely. So, so find someone in Absolutely. there that you can bring up, get some systems in place. We have this incredible technology now that can, you know, it can replace some of the, of the duties oh, that yeah. are required. 
So get that in place and then make a business that's good to be sold. And then you're going to get a lot more for it. And you're going to be a lot more attractive to people that are in the industry. So yeah, you will. So that brings up two questions for me. One um, is I've always had this saying, I am a business owner, not a practitioner. So you know this, you guys might not, but I actually own several companies. So I buy and sell companies. I started my investing with just homes and then moved into the business arena myself. So I'll go in and invest in a company, sometimes work in it, most of the time not, and help them grow and just keep it. Usually we have an exit strategy. So that's a pretty amazing thing, but it does go back to, I am not a, I'm not a practitioner. Right. Yeah. So 100%, I make it very clear. I'm not going to be in the office on a day-to-day basis. That's not my role. That's not what, what is effective. So that makes something that you could sell versus something that you can't. And then my next question is this. So when you're preparing for this a couple years in advance, is there any kind of courses they can, can take? Is there any kind of a roadmap that says, here is how you systemize. Here are the things that you do. What do you recommend? I'd find a, I'd find a consulting group. Okay. There's there's tons of them out there. You don't awesome. have to go to Deloitte. You okay. can go to somebody right? that's a lot smaller that's going to charge a Probably lot less. Probably someone local. Yeah, somebody local. Okay. Um, and they can go through and they can go, they can show you, you know, where you can streamline, right. where you can save money, and then also how to prepare for your exit in right. the next two to five years. That's that's really the, that's awesome. the, the sweet spot. So, Or an investor like myself that that's, I do the same things, but yeah. I do it. At, for part ownership. So yeah, 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 that's a great, that's a great deal too, because at that point you might be interested in taking over the business. Right. And then how many of these people's businesses are like their children? Right. Well, they you, really are all you, of them. Yeah. You spend all, all this time. Yeah. You have these great relationships with your clients. You don't want to yes. see them. You don't want your name to be right in the mud. So, <laughs> so if you've gone into this and you've got a, a part owner yeah. that can, that can take over for you, then you're, you know, you're going to sleep a lot better. Yeah. It's interesting when I, um, so now I'm really fascinated because I hadn't even thought about that connection before. Right. So we're doing the opposite thing. I'm buying, you're selling. (laughs) Right. So keep me on your list. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it, it is interesting because many times there are many, many reasons that people look for investors in businesses. Right. So there's probably many, many reasons that they go to sell their business. It's not just what you would think. And I, I believe, I don't know if this is your experience. You would know much better than I do. Um, I believe that a lot of people may want to sell, but they don't want to give up their job. Right. So they want to stay with it, but they don't want to have all of, all of the overhead, everything that goes with it, all of the headaches, that type of stuff. And they see their only way out as selling it and then getting out of it. So now they've lost their their career path, their identity, all of those things that go with it. So there are options out there where they could do most businesses when they sell the new proprietor, do they usually require the old one to stick on for a little bit? Uh, that's very common to either train or to, you know, just kind of the legacy. The, yeah. Keep the legacy. Um, and, and then it also depends on the structure of the deal. Is it, is it seller financed? You know, that sort of thing, because if, if the seller, is fine, you know, if the seller is giving you a little bit more time to pay it and not right. not going through a bank, uh, this you know they're going to maintain some stake. Okay, now let's get into the good stuff. Let's right. talk finance. <laughs> okay, okay. okay, so how do you go about? Let's say that you're you're an entrepreneur, you're ready to pick up another business, but honestly, don't know where to look for one. There's very few business brokers, as you and I both know, 
right? It's very few and far between. So how do they go about getting them? What, what types of things do they have to have in place financially? Do they need to have cash up front? Can, how much seller financing can be reasonable? Are there loans out there that they can get? Yeah. Yes to pretty much all of that. Okay. Um, So really if so, let's, let's say you're an entrepreneur and you are looking at acquiring another business. Uh, you, you know, you first want to start looking at your local community and seeing if there's anybody there that would be a good fit for that. And then it's all in how you structure the deal. So if you're working through a bank, you know, you'll have that okay. monster to deal with. Right. But if you're seller financing and the seller is just allowing you to make payments over a certain period of time, you know, that can be worked in the deal. Maybe the business has a certain amount of cash into in it. And when you acquire the business, you can use that cash to pay off the owner. Oh, I see. So, yeah, there's there's so, so you, many things. You, can you actually take the equity that's already in there and that that pays your bill. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Exactly. And that gives that gives the owner, you know, that he earned it. Oh, yeah. Or she, I should say. He or right. She. He or she. <laughs> <laughs> or they, whatever. Yeah. Um, they they earned it. So that gives them a chance to get it. It gives you the chance to start collecting that revenue and also doesn't you don't have that payment hanging over your head the first right. month. So there's that's amazing. Yeah. It just depends on how you want to structure the deal. Talk, talk to me about SBA loans. Cause I hear this a lot, right? SBA loan, SBA loan, but then I hear so much negative about it, about the amount of time it takes and all of that. What are your thoughts? What do you have to do to, to qualify? Where do you go? Who do you talk to? All of that. So I should first say I'm not an expert in SBA loans. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> so I, okay. I Good to know. I don't know. Um, I think anytime you're dealing with... The, okay. So let's look at this in terms of realty. Like if you go to a bank and you say, hey, I want to get a mortgage, they know exactly what you're talking about, right? right? So now you're saying, hey, bank, I want the equivalent of a mortgage, but the bank isn't, we haven't been doing this for that long, you know? So the yeah. bank kind of hasn't had time to catch up to where, where, I mean, where I think the market is going. Oh, interesting. So I, maybe in the future, it will be as easy as a mortgage. I How hope nice it is. How would that be? Yeah, that'd be great. Right? Well, maybe you'll create that bank <laughs> that makes it that easy, right? Very good. Maybe. Which brings me to my next question though. You mentioned where we are in the market. Where do you think business brokering is going in our market? Meaning Southern Utah, but also meaning globally. Globally. Well, we'll I'll just start Southern Utah, okay. maybe the United States. <laughs> globally, <laughs> globally is pretty big a for me. Big. <laughs> okay. uh, but I'm, I'm sure it'll go there. So yeah. I, have, I have a friend that works at a major brokerage. Okay. And he only works in the the private side of the business. So he okay. managed stock plans for private companies. So. You know, a public company is, you know, they're on the New York Stock Exchange or whatever stock exchange, and they've got a ticker and all this stuff. So these are okay. these are companies that have a lot of money, you know, and they've got shares, but they're they're not public yet. Um, so they are developing a an exchange so that you can trade these private companies um, just like you trade public companies. That's kind of cool. So they're putting all this time and energy into this field. Um, this, the, to me, this is kind of where it's going. I, I imagine that probably in the next 30 years, we'll start seeing businesses, um, traded or exchanged or spot, bought and sold just like you're seeing houses. That's amazing. So are they doing it like a, you said a mini stock exchange. So yeah. it's, so you can invest just a portion into a business of any type mm-hmm. and get the returns out. 
Yeah. I love that. Yeah, get get the growth of the business, hopefully, you know. With less qualifying than that is necessary to be on the stock exchange, yeah. which is a huge ordeal, yeah. right? Yeah. So for companies, that's that's great. And then you could buy them and sell them just the same. I love that. Yeah. It's not that as regulated cool. right now. I'm yeah. sure that it will be. Oh, yeah. As it, <laughs> this industry, absolutely it will yeah. be. <laughs> right? For sure it will You're be. mixing finance and real estate. Come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is, there is a no-brainer there, right? Yeah, guys? it is. This will be insane. So, But, be but super good as well. I think yeah. that's a, a pretty impressive thing. And it also lets all of us, lets the little guy get in when maybe we couldn't before. Yeah. Or didn't know how to before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is, that's a pretty cool, that's a pretty cool addition. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So... If I had not purchased any businesses already, how could buying a business, how could that affect my portfolio and how much would it cost me to do it? Yeah. So that, I mean, excellent question. Uh, a lot of them, what do investors say about how you should have your portfolio? Diversify, 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 diversify right? Absolutely. And usually when they say that, they mean, you know, 1000 publicly traded companies. Yes. Which is a tiny, you know, a tiny fraction of the, well, not a tiny fraction, but yeah. it's one part of the GDP. We've got the housing market is another part and we've got the private market, which is a whole other part. So if you're truly looking to have a diversified portfolio, I would look at real estate. I'd look at publicly traded companies and then I'd also look at privately traded, com well, these aren't traded, private companies, private equity. Right. Because... You get some of the benefits that you're not getting from publicly traded companies. If you own a small business, you're getting that income. If you own public companies, you're just waiting for the dividends. Right. And they don't really pay out if, unless you own like thousands of shares. Absolutely. So uh, it would be something I would look for. And then the thing is, is that some of these businesses, I mean, the good ones are going to cost more because they're better. That's okay. how everything works. But if you, um, if you're, if you've spent a lifetime in an industry then you have all that knowledge that you can just put into a business that already exists and you can just start collecting that extra income on, on day one. That's kind of nice because you do take that expertise from whatever field you've been in, you get in and all of the systems are in place. You don't have the headache of building everything. So that's, and, and I like the building part, but very few people do. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, the reason I get to invest in businesses, yeah. right? And it's because a dangerous they don't part, like it. right? It is the dangerous part. It is so. the high risk part. So you take a lot of the risk out by taking systems that are already in. You've already got a clientele in place. That's amazing. So if I am thinking about this, I'm listening to this podcast and I'm going, oh my gosh, this would be so cool. This is what I want to do. What kind of bank account do I need to have? Do I have to have millions in the bank? Do, can I do it with a couple hundred thousand? Can I do it with less? So like I said before, it's all how you structure the deal. So okay. first off is finding the business that's that's good for you. So you should most likely pick an industry that you already understand if you're going so to. So don't go by price. Go by interest. Yeah. Instead. Okay. That's yeah. that's a lot different than when we look at the housing market, right? Yeah. Because in the housing market, we go look at price first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then we'll look at what we like and don't like. So this is a this is a different scenario. Yeah. I like this. Okay. Yeah. So first, look at what you know what your interests are, what you're good at already, and then start looking at price because the price can change so much depending on what's already what the business already has. Like I was talking before, if there's cash in the business, could you use that bit cash. Right. So um, I've even heard some people say that. It takes the same amount of work to do a $500,000 deal as it 
does a $5 million deal. Yes, it does. So why not just do the $5 million deal? If you can get seller financing. If you can get seller financing, you have a a lender or investors, whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is. But at the same time, I don't want you to say, oh, well, all the $500,000 companies and less, they're not worth our time. I see. Could be. I see. And you were telling me a little bit earlier about one that you're working with right now that is around 25000 Yeah, there's. I mean, there's that's plenty of businesses. A lot more doable, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's where that's where you start looking at. Oh, I could pay for this all with cash that I have on hand, or you know, twenty percent, twenty percent, twenty five thousand dollars. That's pretty doable. And then a bank loan on top of that is pretty pretty easy to get at that point. That's pretty good. Yeah. I love it. Well, then you've got the equity and everything in it too, right? So the banks, banks like that a lot more. (laughs) They have a little money to go off of. So we've just got a few minutes here left and I really would love for you guys to get to know Christian a little bit personally as well. So (laughs) Christian, tell me, where are you, where did you last live? So I moved to St. George from Washington, well, Washington DC area. I was living in Arlington, if you know the area. So, okay. Very good. So East Coast, all the way here. Yeah. What brought you to St. George? So I lived here, I don't know, I guess 10 years ago now. Okay. And I loved it. I was working with at-risk youth then. And I was just in love with the area. It was so beautiful. I always was like, um, if I ever can, I want to go back to St. George. Now, are you guys as enamored with him as I am? Like, are you kidding me? At-risk youth, finance. This guy's got it all. I love it. And the beard. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) That is great. So at-risk youth. And you did love it here. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And so when I had a chance to come back, and then especially with this uh, opportunity, what I'm doing now, it really gets me get into the community, gets them. You know, meet a lot of interesting people. Oh, this is such a cool opportunity. Yeah. It's really neat. Now, tell me about your wife, because she also does some stuff with businesses, correct? Yeah. yeah. So my wife is a dating and business coach. So yes. she helps, uh, I mean, she's helping people start businesses. So, right. So not acquire. Um, and then, she, of course, uh, dating as well. So. That's a pretty cool thing. So he was pretty much doomed because she is a dating coach right? and she decided she liked him. That was it. Yeah, <laughs> was I have no idea how I pulled that off. <laughs> know, right? That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, good. Well, and it helps to have that insight in the home when you've mm-hmm. got someone who is a business coach, you're helping people who are selling their business. So I, I like the advice you gave earlier of waiting a little bit of time. And then saying, okay, it's, it is good for us to go ahead and put these steps into place before you can sell your place, you know? Yeah. So make sure you're systemizing everything. Make sure you have yourself replaced. Um, have I missed any other big ones? Yeah. And finances in order, probably finances in order. Yeah. You want to have a a clean running ship. Okay. Um, but yeah, and, and yeah, you don't, I don't ever want to say you want to replace you because nobody's replaceable, right? Okay. But you're, you're the leader and you can hand it to another leader without the ship crashing. Yes. That sort of thing. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I love that. And I'm just the opposite. I think everyone's replaceable, me included. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding? I can always replace myself. <laughs> it's so easy. But I, I like what you said though, because everyone does bring their own, their own unique personality and perspective to everything. Yeah. And without it, their business wouldn't be where it was. Yeah, they wouldn't yeah, have exactly. created what they did. Do you find that many people that sell businesses have are ready to start another one because they did build one? And that's a, I know I love building, right? I don't necessarily want to keep the business, but I love building it. So do you find that they There's, tend to you, do that? Yeah. You, what is it? Shiny object syndrome? Oh, is that, yes. Do you have that? Have you heard I, of that? <laughs> 
I might, I might, I might have that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I would say yes, probably. Yeah. And yeah. that, that is one of the huge sectors of this industry is just that in people, you know, they, they get one project going, it kind of takes off and then they lose interest. Yeah. And then and hopefully ready. made some money losing interest. Right. They, they, the people that keep doing it, they usually yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason I'm interested in the next one because yeah. I made a lot on the first one. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so keep going. Keep going. Yeah, That's exactly. awesome. Do you offer any kind of coaching? Having your background just makes me wonder, do you offer any kind of coaching to people who are who are maybe three, five, ten years out from selling their business? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the. So I, I work with a few consultants. Okay. Um, and we would offer it, but uh, we we kind of only offer it to businesses. Maybe five million okay. would be would be the lowest the low. end, um, okay. and then probably up to fifty or hundred million. So, well, maybe we can talk Christian into doing some seminars or something for those of us that have less than 5 million. <laughs> so we'll see what we can do. Christian, it has been amazing having you here on the podcast. I so appreciate it. Such a cool thing that you're doing selling businesses and such a big need here in St. George. So appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Okay. You guys out there, if you have a business in mind that you would like to go ahead and get started, or you're looking to pick up one that's already existing, give Christian Bond a call. He's here in St. George, Utah. This has been Market Connections Podcast with Jessica Elgin. Get answers about real estate, business, and financial coaching by emailing marketconnectionspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, this has been Market Connections Podcast with Jessica Elgin. This has been a production from a podcast studio.